Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got your new microphone, buddy. Yeah, it sounds uh, it sounds all right, eh? Yeah, it sounds pretty good. So that makes these Skype things a little easier as we are here on Skype on day one of the Canada Cup and the World Cup of Curling starting our daily coverage here. If TSN has Canada's most comprehensive curling coverage, we have Canada's second most comprehensive curling coverage on the Game of Stones pod. I'll take it. Yeah, so, uh, so we're going to start with the Canada Cup. It just ended as we record this. The feature game this evening was Reed Carruthers going up against Brendan Botcher. And let's start there, Scott, with that game because it's what we just saw. And I got to tell you, you know, to, to play the Bill Simmons body language doctor thing, Mike McEwen and that team, they were just completely out of sorts tonight. They did not play well at all. And they're 0-2. And it's tough to see them coming back. Yeah, Sean, they really, I think, fell victim to one of the storylines of today at the Canada Cup, and that's uh, the ice. Yes. The teams seemed, all seemed to be having trouble figuring out the ice, and it was whatever team happened to figure it out the most and the quickest was the team that ended up winning the game. And like you say, Mike McEwen today really, really struggled figuring out uh, some certain spots in the ice and how it would react to different weights. Yeah, and they just didn't look good. There was a few times, like when they gave up the the and the the four to Brendan Botcher there tonight, where they were just saying we don't know, <laughs> and just being very open about that. Now, you know, in, in all fairness, no one got to practice on the ice yesterday. There was a power outage in Estevan. Mm-hmm. And they were working on the ice all day. They could not have anyone go on it. It wasn't in good enough condition because of that power outage. So that was part of the reason why the team struggled with the ice. But in a short event like this, six games going down 0-2, it's it's hard to come back when there's only three playoff spots. So Matt Dunstone also 0-2. You know, in, in our preview, we didn't really think of them as being that serious of contenders. The Mike McEwen... Reed Carruthers' team, I don't think either of us picked them, but a team that wouldn't necessarily be surprised if they were there on the weekend and a really tough start for them. Yeah, Sean, absolutely. I you know, I feel like it's going to be really tough. Given the strength of this field, It's, it's. I would say 0-2 is pretty much out of it. It's, it does seem that way. Uh, the other major story out of the men's side, Brad Jacobs comes out. He gets two big wins, and and not just is he 0-2, but he beats Kevin Cooey and Brad Gushu. Brad Gushu. So yeah. arguably the two best teams in the field. He comes out and gets two wins. Mark Kennedy slides in perfectly here. Colton Flash, for some reason, was wearing a Ben Hebert jersey this morning. I don't know why. <laughs> he had his own jacket, <laughs> but when he took his jacket off, uh, it said Hebert on it. And uh, so that was a weird thing. But otherwise, uh, a very did, good day for uh, the Brad Jacobs team. Yeah, did you notice if Flash was wearing his own shirt tonight? I didn't notice on the, I on the broadcast. Notice. No, I didn't, I didn't notice that uh, tonight. 
Huh. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right, Sean. Mark Kennedy looked pretty much at home with that Brad Jacobs team. He did miss a few intern draws this morning, over curling a bit. So maybe Brad's not getting the broom down in the right spot just yet right. for Mark Kennedy. But uh, I have all the confidence that they'll be able to figure it out. And like you say, having those two big wins under their belt, uh, you know, I'm sure they're feeling really good about their opportunity to play on uh, on Sunday. Absolutely. And uh, the other thing there, because they beat Kevin Cooey, Kevin Cooey, that team was a little out of sorts this morning. They weren't that good tonight either, frankly. They were down 3 nothing to Dunstone early. Do come back yeah. for the 9-6 win. Uh, same thing Brad Gushu. He wins his first game this morning against Matt Dunstone. Didn't look good there. They were off. And then they lost their game against Brad Jacobs. So, you know, you, you think about how much the ice and not being able to practice plays into that. But uh, some shaky starts early on for Gushu and Cooey. Uh, going into tomorrow 1-1, one and one, you expect them to be better. But, you know, you, you never want to fall behind the eight ball here. John Epping gets the two wins as well. So what else, if anything, there, Scott, stands out on the men's side? So on the men's side, Sean, for me, I just wanted to mention the strength of field. For this event, uh, it's 11.5606, which might not mean anything to anybody, but it's the highest strength of field measure on the tour so far this year for any event, including the Grand Slams, which have international teams participating. So it's just barely above the Masters spiel, so uh, maybe 0.2 or 0.3 above which, uh, you know, means it really goes to show how good of a field this is, especially considering it's all Canadian teams. Yeah. So on the men's side, I mean, yeah, like like we already talked about, Epping and Jacobs in a good spot. Dunstone and McEwen pretty much behind the eight ball. With only six games, it's, yeah, I, I mean, you basically have to run the table from here. And yeah. against those teams, it, it's really, it's really, really tough to do. For sure. So the let's move over then to the women's side and some curious results here as well. I think in our preview we mentioned, Scott, that Chelsea Carey had a chance to be 0-2 before dinner on Wednesday, and she was, in fact, 0-2 before dinner tonight. Uh, she loses to Darcy Robertson this morning, and then she loses to Jennifer Jones in an extra this afternoon. You know, you don't yeah. want to overreact. The women have an extra game. It's a seven-game round robin for them versus the six on the men's side, but it might be a little too late for Chelsea Carey. Uh, I think so. I think so. Uh, her, both her and Laura Walker go over. Uh, their other Alberta counterpart, uh, Casey Scheidegger, picks up two big wins, and let's get into that game tonight that uh, we just finished watching, Sean. Uh, Rachel Holman's team looks bad. <laughs> um, I, I think we picked them. But, uh, yeah, I don't, like, Joy and Courtney looked pretty bad this afternoon. They seemed to turn it around while I was not watching. And I right. got back for the end of the game, uh, and, and saw them that they had turn, been able to turn it around. And they looked like they were communicating really, really well. I, I liked, by the way, how TSN has, how they're working the, the sound this year. It seems, it seems like we're hearing more of that aftershot conversation yes. than we did before. And I really, really like it, so uh, kudos to them for that. Yeah, they're definitely not cutting the mics as quick as they have in the past. 
but yeah, this Holman team, you know, tonight they, they have the hammer in the first end. They get forced to the one, but then they steal two and three, and you're thinking, okay. And then it just, again, it, not quite as bad as Mike McEwen, but it comes off the rails a little bit, especially in that ninth end. Rachel Holman is, has a shot for two and somehow gives up two yes. by raising so, in the Scheidegger stone. So what happened was I was watching the game and my TSN feed cut out right there. Okay. Like right about to throw and then I couldn't get it back in time. So I didn't actually see what happened. And I came back and went, holy cow, what the, what the heck's going on? They steal it too. Yeah, so, so it, it just over curls her shot. It's like a board mm-hmm. weight shot. There's a Casey Scheidegger stone sort of on top of each other on a corner at the back of the forefoot. And she's playing a sort of board hack weight. She doesn't have to get them out of the rings to score two. And it just overcurls and it ticks in the yellow that has the right spin on it to get in close enough to the forefoot to score two. So it's a situation where at worst you should be tied. Now you're down. And then in the 10th end, they're chasing the whole end and they're in an okay spot until Emma miscues, uh, I believe it was her first one. They have a stone behind the corner and Casey Scheidegger has to guard basically for her life a stone in the forefoot and then on appeal there's a, a yellow one that goes into the one behind the corner and then Rachel Homan's chasing for the rest of the end yeah it was a bit unlucky there with the with how that peel ended up I think it was the right call but it, it just ended up in the absolute worst spot it could by over curling so again this theme that we saw all day what with the Homan team was that the rocks seemed to be over curling uh, there were a couple times when they flashed and I, I'm sure it was in their head that their rocks had been over curling, so they set them a bit. And you set them a bit, and you get extra weight. They did mention Jamie Barassa's ice. Uh, not super forgiving if your weight isn't perfect. So what what with home in there in that ninth was that she didn't just throw a bullet. I Who cares if you end up giving up one, you know? Throw a bullet, get at least one of them out of there. You'll probably get two, get your one, and then you'll be up... Uh, whatever up to without up to, or you yeah. give up one or you give up one and you're tied big deal right so, so they, i know they called i saw they called their 30 second skip pause yes which is something something new and talked about it and sort of she said oh let's just throw control or board and i don't know i i sort of disagreed with that yeah well they they it seemed like emma really wanted to make sure they could get the two and was pushing for that so it just yeah it did not work out uh, mm-hmm. obviously uh what else on the women's side for you scott so else on the women's side i, I looked strength of field here again uh, i want to say uh, so here it's 11.6184 and it is the the second highest strength of field measurement uh for the year just slightly behind the masters which was about 11.8 so, so uh, you got to remember that the Masters had the number one team in the world, which yeah. counts for some extra points uh, on the women's side. Whereas on the men's side, uh, I believe it's Kevin Cooey right. for year to date. I yes. could be wrong, but but, but yeah, so uh, not having yeah not having Anna Hasselberg changes the the strength of yeah, the field for sure. Changes it just slightly. So, but still a, a super strong field here. Uh, I I think I'm looking forward to watching. In tomorrow's games to see how it all shakes out, but I think we can cross off Carrie and Walker. You want to cross them off? Yeah, after we an can cross day? them off. Yeah, I think we can cross both of them off in terms of the playoffs 
for sure. The one thing that I'm looking forward to seeing in terms of moving forward tomorrow, uh, Darcy Robertson's first game is against Laura Walker, and then she plays Carrie Ironson tomorrow night, which I, I'm kind of hoping that's the TV game, to be honest with you, assuming that they both win their games. I know Carrie's the, the TV game in the morning, but Darcy Robertson is just fun. I, I like having Darcy Robertson, Robertson in my life. And yeah. uh, as a curling fan, and the game that she played tonight against Jennifer Jones, where she's down four nothing, and then comes back and is up, uh, takes a lead in the eighth end, and uh, so many rocks in play. It's just yeah, and it's cool because they play each other a lot, obviously in Manitoba, and both of them like to mix it up, makes for entertaining play. And Darcy Robertson at one and one, wouldn't be surprised to look up tomorrow night. She's three and one. Uh, you know, don't want to take anything for granted on that, but. And we mentioned it on the preview that she just shows up and makes playoffs. So yeah, yeah. that's a so team to keep your eye on. It'd be pretty fun. And last thing before we go, uh, Rochelle Brown is playing with uh, Chelsea Carey this weekend. So yes, that was this, the answer I, to our question. Yes, at this point, maybe she's wishing she didn't <laughs> uh, after after a tough start. Uh, the other thing that really took was was noticeable today. For me, at least, TSN to, did take kit gloves with Ryan Fry and the situation there. Yep. Uh, nothing really mentioned other than he stepped away for personal reasons. I don't know what sort of responsibility TSN has at this point. The story's a few weeks old. I just took note of that. And TSN mm-hmm. has, I think, very smartly decided to show all 16 stones. They are going to air the rest of the commercials. Looks like the last two commercials in the block sort of in the top right corner, which is most of the screen, and then in the top left, they are going to give you the first few shots at the end. So that's a big change from what TSN has done in the past, and I think a very good change. It's a thumbs up from us, Sean. Uh, our teammate Megan texted me about it, wanted to make sure uh, we talked about it, or at least ask my opinion. I really like it. I think it's... Uh, I wonder if those commercials cost anything different. Uh, I don't think so because they seem to be rotating them all pretty evenly. But, uh, eh, you know, it's my media mind curiosity. Maybe we can get Richard Deitch on, uh, yeah. on the we'll case. Get, we'll get him on the case uh, for that for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and then the the only other thing that I wanted to mention in terms of of sort of the coverage and the date of this point was, I was a little, I don't know if disappointed is the right word, but it seems like the people in Estevan took the day off a bit. Uh, it wasn't really, it's not a big building. I was a little surprised it wasn't more full than it was. And we'll see how it tracks over the week. But, you know, this is arguably the best event in the country. And it's a community that loves curling. And so I was just a little surprised at the crowds out there in Estevan for day one. A little surprising, but uh, they'll pick up come weekend time, I'm sure. Hopefully. Hopefully that building is full. So let's move on real quick to the World Cup of curling down there in Omaha. Day one is in the process of finishing. We're recording this, and it's about halfway through the men's draw that started at 9 o'clock Eastern time. But the Canadian teams had a mixed day to this point. Tracy Fleury and her team get a win over the Russian squad of Alina Kovaleva. And they do it despite the fact that Tracy Fleury does not play particularly well. She only shoots 66% and really struggled with her outturn game uh, and in general takeouts, 59% on takeouts, 
and 80% on her draws, but she was 100% on in-turn draws, 67% on out-turn draws. So on her nine out-turn shots, she was only 61% versus 71% on the in-turn shots. So that's something maybe to keep track of if that is a trend for her this week. Uh, but they get a win over the Russians for a good start for them. Yeah, it's a really good start for them. Uh, and you're right about uh, her hits being being worse uh, as well as her, uh, what was the outturn you said? The outturn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, But overall, her draw game was pretty good. Uh, it's, you know, it's what we expect from her. Only five draws versus 11 hits, though. Yes. Uh, which is a little bit surprising, but uh, okay. And uh, Selena Nagoya. <laughs> There you I, go. It got what got in my head was somebody tweeted at us uh, drinking Drink. game when yep. we Every, mispronounce yeah everybody words, drink. but uh, uh, Selena played really 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 well, and the Russian team seems to have struggled. Uh, you know, yeah, both their especially both the their end. third and and the skip. Yeah, the back end struggled there. So you know what? That's a really great win so far for Canada. Uh, that's a team that uh, I think has a chance to to get out of that pool. That Russian team. So. Great win for the Canadian women on the mixed double side. Did you see the end of the game? I did no? not see the end of the game, but Canada tied coming home, used the power play. And we, we've talked about it. John Morris is, is one to keep the power play for these moments. And they play it in the eighth end and they give up the steal. Yeah, Sean. Uh, what happened was they had uh, John tried to play like a double peel, missed it. Uh, they were playing against uh, Switzerland, yeah? Yes. So, yeah, there, there was one center guard still left. Swiss team uh, made a perfect, perfect uh, come around. And uh, the Canadians elected to play the run back, which was maybe a bit of a curious choice, uh, in my opinion anyway. I think there was probably a, a hack weight hit around the, around the guard there for, for Kaylin Park. But she missed it by ugh, like a millimeter. I think she even touched the backstone, but just didn't move it far enough. Wow. So, it, I mean, it was super, super close. Uh, and then on the draw to the button, so of course, uh, the win in regulation would give you three points. And then you do a draw to the button. So Canada ended up, uh, I see the number here is 18.5 from the pin. I believe yes. that's millimeters because it was very, very, very close. It wasn't 18 centimeters. And then Switzerland covered the pin uh, on their draw pretty impressively, right. actually. So, yeah, it was a, an interesting choice to go for that uh, run back. We'll see if uh, they second-guess themselves a little bit. But, no, overall, it was a pretty pretty good end to the game. I didn't see the beginning. I was uh, I was making supper. But, but, uh, but, no, but the fact that it was the tie after eight that does minimize the loss a little bit if if that group that group yeah. a plays out the way we think it does assuming we don't have an extra end in the next switzerland canada game that game would be for first place assuming again that the the the, the pool plays out the way we think it will and the koreans and the swedes get swept by the canadians and the swiss which of course is not we shouldn't take that for granted but it's not a given, but no, but because Canada uh, gets that point in the extra end, that next game becomes really the, the play in assuming that everything else happens the way we but think this, it might. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so tonight, uh, I've been watching the YouTube stream of the American men against the Chinese men. And uh, the U.S. are struggling a little bit. Uh, China stole the first two ends on kind of misses from the U.S. team. Uh, and, yeah, I think the U.S. is in for a bit of a dogfight for the rest of the game. I think they're down 3-1 playing 6 right now. Yes, they are down 3-1 uh, Yeah, playing 6 as we record this. Uh, the Canadians are up 5-3 to three on the Scottish team as we record this as well. So a good start. Jason Gunlison throwing 90% so far tonight. The team as a whole at 89%. So a really good start for the Canadian men. Really good start. Really good start yeah. so far. So we'll see if they can hold on. Yeah. But overall, I would say a, a pretty good day for Canada overall. I, at, at least salvaging that one point out of out of the mixed doubles game, you know, yeah, it's not the result that they would have wanted, but it's better than a, a zero. Absolutely. But I would have to say, though, Scott, the biggest thing that happened today down there in Omaha is that Suzuki Fujisawa beat Anna Hasselberg six to five in their first game. So Anna Hasselberg is starting behind the eight ball a bit. Here, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, with uh, in that group as Eve Muirhead beat the Chinese team as well. So she's got some work to do to come back the rest of the week, which, of course, they can do. They're good enough to do that. But uh, a bit mm-hmm. of a surprising result in draw one on the women's side. Yeah, so they're probably going to have to sweep Scotland now. It, uh, you would think so, yeah. To you, try and go five and one. Yeah, a four might get you a tie-break situation, but then it's to the draw to the button, and who knows. Yeah. So to to really control your own fate, you know, you got to... You're probably going to have to win the next five if you're Anna Hasselberg, which is a tall task against those teams. Absolutely, and we shouldn't uh, sleep on Jamie Sinclair's team getting a win there yes. as well. So uh, pretty fun. I, I kind of wish it was on a bit earlier, but well, you know, it's better than being in in Europe for for us anyway. Yeah, or in you know Alaska, or when it was in China and. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so a good first day all around. Uh, some entertaining games. Hopefully, things tighten up a little bit in terms of shot making. But again, the circumstances out of the players' control on that one. Yeah, there's practice tonight, I believe. Uh, yes. Um, started maybe half an hour ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they're they're getting their chance to map the ice out and the rocks a bit more. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes tomorrow and we will be back with you at the end of all the action tomorrow night to do another recap episode as we will be with you all week up until sunday when we do our reaction instant reaction to the finals on sunday nights uh it's a late night again sunday i didn't realize that the men's final was at eight eastern but hey we are committed to this and we're going to do it so um and and just uh, in case people are saying hey guys uh, i thought you were drinking beers during this podcast well we are not in the same room so we've decided we will uh we will wait until we're in the same room again absolutely we think because that's the all most the responsible are, thing to do well they're all in my fridge too <laughs> that too that is another factor so yeah so we will wait until sunday to finish off those terrible beers we have two left to drink and we will certainly do that on sunday so enjoy the games tomorrow everybody another full slate down there in omaha and out in estevan enjoy it we'll be back with you tomorrow night as soon as the canada cup is done that's the schedule we're going to run so we will sacrifice the end of the night games out in omaha 
and we'll record oh. this just at the end of the Canada Cup because I don't feel like being up until one in the morning uh, for the whole time. Yeah, sorry, sorry Sean. Uh, China just made a really nice shot here and are lying three now against the Americans in the sixth end. Okay. Oh, boy. it's uh, Yeah, it's looking like a bit of a struggle here. I, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. um, when when people are listening to this, they'll know how that ha- what ended up happening. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the Mr. Tony. Uh, hey, you're hearing this three hours after we recorded yeah. it. Exactly. So uh, so enjoy the games tomorrow, everybody. We'll be back with you tomorrow night, and uh, please do follow along with us on Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod, and subscribe to the feed so they don't miss any of these episodes this week. So. Scott, sleep fast, and we'll talk to you Mm. tomorrow night. Okay, I'll be here. All right, sounds good. And everybody else, keep your brooms on the ice, and don't dump that intern.